welcome to Atlanta Mix 108. Up next is Author Talk with your host, ML Roostrack. Special song playing that's Kulamondo, the theme song for the 
wonderful cartoon for all the kitties out there. And at the end, there will be another song. So let's get over to the author of both the books and the TV series, Kimberly. And I will let you tell the listeners your last name so I don't butcher it. Thank you for inviting me, Melissa. Um, my my last name is Kletchka. It's Kimberly Kletchka. Yeah, see, speech impediment, not getting that today. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, here's the thing. You have books, you have a sing-along, and you have a, looks like a cartoon show for the kitties. Yes, what we're for starting the, to do, sorry? Go ahead. Yeah, what we're starting to do is um, we're working with a cow character, which is Clara the cow, and we're starting to add little bits of shows for her because in the, uh, two or three years we'd actually like to have a show on Clara the cow and some of the different characters that we have. That is an excellent idea. And from what I see, this, it looks really cute. It reminds me a little bit of the Bloops clues with the couch and sitting with the you as an author on the couch with Claire the Cow instead of blue on blue's clues. So it's really cute <laughs> looking. Just to give the adults a little idea of what I'm looking at. And there we go. And you have a couple books here. They're all about Clara, it looks like, or this different types yeah. of Correct. I, I have a total of uh, 20 paperback books in 10 different languages, uh, which I self-published on Amazon. And I have another um, seven English and 13 foreign book titles in um, KDP uh, digital books um, that they have in, in different languages. So, um, And I'm also bringing out this month, in fact, actually at the moment in uh, Hong Kong, um, I have a book being printed, which is our first activity book with stickers, which I'm really excited about. Ooh. We all love, no, kids love their stickers. So any activity books with stickers on are big sellers with the little ones. I know mine used to take the stickers and put every word but in an activity book. So <laughs> That's been a few years, but she still takes stickers and puts them everywhere. I do, actually. I, I always have stickers with me whenever I'm walking around and I see all these cute kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, do you want a sticker? And they're all undoing them and sticking them everywhere and just, I, oh, I, stickers are so much fun. The person who invented them was brilliant. What can I say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Clara has a sing-along book, uh, soundtracks, instrumental soundtracks, audiobooks. You have a lot of things on here for the kids that looks so fun. So I'm going to let you tell me which book you want to start talking about first because you have so many, and each one looks so fun. Well, what I'll do is let me talk about Clara the Cow Who Knows How to Bow, since this is the one that I'm packaging at the moment where I'm adding actually um, backpacks and hand puppets, and we're also going to have um, a keychain and the activity book and what have you. So. What Clara, what Clara the cow is and how I started with her is we have a house in France and um, we have these great plum trees which this baby calf just 
thought were irresistible. And they had these, she had these big, beautiful eyes and these long eyelashes, and she kept trying to pinch the plums off of our tree, and it looked like she was bowing. So what I did is I wrote a poem about her, and my husband, bless him, he turned around and said to me, why don't you make that into a book? You know, you're doing these other books about a bird that travels around the world, educating children about the world we live in. Why don't you write one about a cow? And that's when she first started. And what I've done with these books um, is more about friendship. She's a little different. She's unique. She bows. None of the other cows can bow. She's really not accepted, except by the farmer who loves her and says, you know, it's okay to be unique and different. So this is kind of what these books are all about is friendship, it's okay to be great you can be different you don't have to be like anybody else you can stick up for what you believe in and that's basically what these stories are about so Clara is as I said she bows she um, is with a farmer who adores her and the community adore where she comes from and there's a prince who wants to buy her and the farmer turns around and says, there's no way you are buying my special cow. She's part of our family. And so he says, well, I'll leave her be then, and it's lovely that she's got a family that cares about it. So that's basically what the essence of the story is about. That is beautiful. Because we all have a child that's unique in their own way. It doesn't mean they're different or anything else to this themselves. I myself have a child that has autism, and she's very unique. And it's wonderful to find children's books at a very young age that says it's okay to be different. It's okay to be you. Exactly. I agree. And I I know myself, for instance, I was brought up as an expat child. Um, from quite a young age, and I would go into new countries, new schools, new people. I I can remember before I used to get up the next morning, I used to be petrified. I'm like, oh, my gosh, a new school. I've got to put a school uniform. I don't know anybody. And I would be so afraid with that first day where you're standing in front of a class, you do not know any of those children and the teachers. And I would feel really out of place, you know. And I also had a different accent because I was in a different country. And so it took a while for me to get climatized to that whole cultural thing. And I know what it felt like being not part of the community. So that's why I always thought I would like to write books about this because I saw so many children sitting by themselves. And even with our, my own children that we have, my husband and I have uh, you know, a son and a daughter, it, I always said to both the kids, you know, whenever you see someone sitting on their own, go up to them, share your lunch with them, talk to them, make them feel, you know, good about themselves because they, they feel like they're not part of the, the, the group. And so the children always used to do that. And um, I think it's very important. I think it's very important that we are accepting and we love each other and we get on with each other. Yes, it is. We We live in a society today where... Being different means you're an outcast, and we need to incorporate being different as unique, exciting. Sometimes the one that's different has more to contribute or a new idea to contribute. I'm sorry, I can't talk today. (laughs) we, We need to be able to tap into them. They have minds that don't see in a straight line. We see in squiggles or whatever, and it's unique, it's fun. It brings something more to the table, so to speak. 
Exactly. And that's why these books are important for that. And the other books that I do, the other group of books is Let's Travel the World books. And that's in its own way similar, actually. They connect because it's about teaching children about the amazing world we live in. I've been very fortunate to live in 11 different countries, travel to over 80 different countries. I was just fortunate I was brought up that way, and I married somebody who continued the journey with me and our our children as well. And what's really important to me that I felt is every culture is amazing, and if we can learn something about each culture and be accepting of them, I I feel that it makes the world a better place for all of us. And I've seen so many different cultures and I've seen so many different things happen. And that's why I wanted a look to be able to do that. So he travels to different countries. He has funny stories. He's a silly um, character. And then he's got his sister, Lala, who's a little bit more sophisticated. And she, she drives in a space car and because they come from, they come from space. Uh, from the the world of Kulamundo. And it's the same. It's teaching children about money and cultures and food and the way different people live in different countries. That is so wonderful because we need to be able to teach our kids to look outside of just don't look at what's in your community. Look at your city, your state, your country that you live in. Look beyond that and see all the different points of view. We get so narrow, one-sided, we forget to see there's a whole world out there. There's a different culture, different religion, different foods, different money. It's something that needs a bit hot. Definitely. I, I've also been very fortunate to work with international charities that are, are, are children, you know, tied up with children. And I just recently went to the Philippines and I work with this um, organization called the Cheryl Lynn Foundation. And I'm very funny about giving to charities or um, giving in-kind books. I like to know what the charity is about because they, they make me a bit nervous because I would like to know where the money's going to. I want to make sure it's actually going to the children instead of somebody's pocket. So I went over to the Philippines and I was up in the, um, the urban areas where all these children, they have nothing. They have two sets of clothes. They have no shoes on their on their feet, and it was just so beautiful how amazing these children were. They were smiling, they were happy, they were so happy that I came with, you know, Clara the Cow book and the Alook book, and and we I got to entertain them because we sing the songs and I, we had the ukulele and we were doing some fun things with them, and it, it's just so lovely to see them just shine and to be so happy with something as simple as a book, which brings so much joy to a child and also a puppet where they can talk to it and they can connect with it in, in another country, with another culture, another language. It was, it was absolutely lovely. I was very honored to be able to do that. Doing something like that is always heartwarming to be able to give something to a child and just seeing them light up. I, I can't even express how much a child's face changes when you give them something that they normally wouldn't have, and it means so much to them. Yeah, it was, it's lovely. It really is. Sorry, I'm tearing up. Oh, <laughs> um, um, You're going to get me in tearing as well as do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an old softie where it comes to children and animals and old people. Oh, my gosh, the three of them. Oh, I, I am. I'm, I'm really soft. So am I. So am I. Um, 
No, I love helping people and doing what I can. For me, I help out with the autism community as much as I can oh, when I can. That's nice. And I can't travel like I want to, so, but I can go to my community and outreach that way. Well, if you ever want any puppets or books for anybody, please let me know, and I'll I'll send some over to you. I will let you know because we currently have a few smaller ones, but I'm not sure exactly how many is in our group right now. They come and go with, I'll know more this winter when everything kicks off again. But okay. I thank you, but I was then in mind. <laughs> thank you. Another fun thing that I'm doing um, over here, because I'm in California, because I'm living in Hong Kong at the moment, another okay. thing that I'm doing, which is kind of fun, is I'm picking up the Clara the Cow puppet. Um, I, I have huge puppets made so that I entertain the children, um, both in hospitals. I, be, I do it in Hong Kong at the moment, the Ronald McDonald's house, children have got cancer. And I'm also going to do it for the, the elderly as well and do a bit of funny stuff with them, you know, have some funny songs and get them singing and dancing in some of the elderly homes. Um, but what, I, what I'm doing is I'm picking up this, this uh, Clara the Cow and um, I'm really excited because it's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit like a, a Muppet, you know, where the mouth moves, and I can dress mm-hmm. her up into different clothes and all this kind of thing. And I'm actually learning how to work her, which I I, I haven't done that before. So I'm having some puppetry lessons. So that's going to be interesting and fun. When you get where you get good at it, make a YouTube video and send it to me. That that's going to be so interesting to see. I, I will I do. I would love to see that. That's just so cool. Uh, now, you said you're living in Hong Kong. Do you read and write the language? Um, I speak a few words uh, of Cantonese, but no, I don't. I've been there about a year now. It is a really hard language. Cantonese has nine tones, um, whereas Mandarin has five to six tones. And so if you say one word, it means nine different things, depending on how you say it. Ah. Uh, it is a tough language, and don't even ask me to learn how to, to write it. It's a beautiful written language, but I have no idea. So I just want to know enough to be able to say, hey, hi, bye, how are you doing, order my food, um, and, and what have you. That's, that's kind of what I want. I think that's about as much as I might be able to get into my head at this time because it is a very difficult language. It's a beautiful language, but it is, it's difficult. So is there any languages other than English that you write and speak? Um, you have I, books. Y- yes, I used to at one point speak um, French and I used to uh, speak Dutch and Afrikaans because I lived in South Africa and I learned to speak Swahili um, and a little bit of Tosa because we had a helper that was, uh, she was a Tosan. Um, so I, I did learn those languages, but I'm rusty, but I think if you just planted me in the middle of those countries, I'd be okay after a few months. I'd pick it up again. Um, but I do, I read languages a lot better than I speak them because I'm not having the conversation all the time because that's a big thing. You've got to keep that conversation going. So I, I do right. read Dutch and I do read uh, French and um, some German and uh, a little bit of Spanish. But what I 
I do with my uh, linguistic books is mm-hmm. I go ahead and I get somebody who will, you know, go ahead and write it for me in that language. And then I will then talk to friends that I know come from the different uh, countries and I'll have them look at it and say, is this flow? Is this work and what have you? Because the thing is, because the books are rhyming for my little ones right now, I've got this group of rhyming books, I really try and look for um, people that sing, who are singers, because I find the flow of the words are a lot better than somebody that just takes it and tries to rhyme. I mean, for instance, if you're trying to rhyme the book in, uh, let's say, uh, Cantonese, okay, um, it's really, really difficult because they have a totally different expression of how we would say something. They would say something very, very different. We might say under the water. They might say the water is evaporating or, you know what I'm saying? So they'll have a different way of, of explaining exactly. certain things. Um, where So I find the books that do quite well with the flow and, and interpretation and everything is Italian, French, Spanish, um, uh, Dutch. Those are kind of, and, and and also German's quite good. Those are kind of my five languages that I think flow where, well where it comes to, um, you know, the languages as far as the, you know, the languages are concerned. I ask this because I do a lot of translations for other authors, and I I just wanted your intake on it, where you're coming from with your books, because I find. As what you're saying is books don't always translate from the English perfectly into the other language. The words differ from language to language just enough to, okay, we have to rework the sentence just a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. then also, too, like, for instance, um, I've got it in Hindi, uh, Japanese, and and also, as I, I said, I've got it in, in um, Mandarin as well. A simplified Chinese, that's what it's called. I've got it in simplified Chinese. And I've got it, I'm putting it now in Pingyu, which is actually the phonetic way of saying the word in simplified mm-hmm. Chinese, because I'm making it into a bilingual book. Um, and I'm finding that that book's going to be those books are going to be a little different from the rest of the the languages. So the words are going to be different. The 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 whole story, crux of the story, will be similar, but it will be different. Even the names are a little different. They don't know what Clara is. They don't have the word Clara. So they have to. We have to change it all up. And so it, it is interesting, though. It's very interesting. Yes, it is. Now we only have a few minutes left. So besides. Amazon, where can our listeners find you? They can go on to our website, which is um, kulamundo.com, K-O-O-L-A-M-U-N-D-O.com. And they can also go on to YouTube. If they look under Kulamundo, we're also on YouTube. Um, also on Facebook. And um, they can find me on Pinterest and Twitter, at Kulamundo for Twitter. So um, those are the, the different areas. Um, and if, they, if they're looking the book up and everything there in different um, countries, there are different areas that have them. I noticed the other day Walmart has me up on, on the, um, you know, up on the Internet and everything. And, you know, there are some different areas if they're looking for Clara the Cow and what have you. But I did want to tell you something. Tomorrow, for five days, I have got on KDP, Clara the Cow, for free. And they can download it. You can download it in five different languages. Okay, so it's going to be July 27th, which will be our air date. So actually today, the 27th, 
the 28th, yeah, the tw- 29th, 30th, and the 31st. You can get it on KDP? KDP, yeah, KDP. You can get it on KDP, and it's for free, and it's for free in five different languages. So please go ahead and feel free to download it. And then get the song. You can get the song actually on YouTube. So you can have the song as well on YouTube. And also the read-along book is also on there free on YouTube as well. So you can have all three for free. That is an excellent deal. And I'm sure the kids will love it because I'm going through your website as we're talking and it looks so cute. And I wish I had a little one I could sit down and read this book to because it's just so adorable how you got it. (laughs) But my little one... (laughs) 15, and she wouldn't find it as amusing now as she would when she was five. Oh, bless. Oh, that's so cute. Thank you. And the other thing, too, is if they go onto onto, um, the Kulamundo website, they can actually download another book for free, which is about a dog. And it's a true story about a dog that we have in our home. And his name's Dobby, and he's a a blue healer. And because it's Year of the Dog in in China, I decided Mm -hmm. to do this uh, book for free. And so they can download it anytime. It's for free at the moment. And I've just finished writing a second book. a book of Dobby, and that's coming out next month. So if anybody wants okay. to read about a dog, they can. That's great. Here's something cute for you. Your dog name is Dob- Dobby in the book. My dog's name is Duppy. Oh, very cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to definitely read it then. <laughs> And I, I think I think you might find it funny too because there's an older dog in the book that's actually we got him from um, the Netherlands when we were living in the Netherlands and uh, he's he's a Dutch dog and he basically teaches Dobby manners so don't so basically sorry don't pee on the floor don't wipe your paws in the front by the door don't jump on the bed don't pinch the food off the table so it's all about him teaching him how to have manners. I may have to get the book just to read to my dog because really that's what we try to teach her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's about all the time we have to, for today. So Thank you so everything. much for having me on your show, Melissa. It was lovely okay. meeting you, and thank you so much for everything. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, and I've learned so much about Clara and Dobby. I want to say Dobby because of my dog. (laughs) And we're leaving you with the song, Clara the Cow Knows How to Bow. And you please, please, please look her up on YouTube because this is so cute. And all I want to say is good night, Atlanta. Because this baby cow knew how to bow. 
So let us. 